Where are the low value men? Like, what are what are all the low value men up to during these trying times? Because the high value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm sorry to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right. I haven't seen. I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to an all new episode of uh, Low Value Mail. We're trying something a little bit uh, different this evening. Um, our our guest Gordo, he was supposed to from the Conspiracy Guys podcast. He was supposed to join us uh, shortly, and then he uh, fell ill. He he fell very ill. Is that a conspiracy? Is there someone behind that? Um, Or did he just fall ill? I don't know. I'm led to believe that it's some sort of conspiracy, but I don't know. Uh, So anyways, he will not be joining us tonight. He canceled last minute and, you know, there's going to be it's going to happen where people just cancel last minute. It's just the nature of the game. So we're doing open lines. All right. Anything goes open lines on the show tonight. I have very, very little planned. I didn't really plan anything. I I planned an interview with uh, Gordo. We we're going to talk about Charles Manson. He had, he had done a nice little p- uh, piece on them, and we were going to get into Charles Manson, but we're not going to be doing that. So um, we're going we're gonna to see how this goes. I, I don't know exactly what the deal is. I don't know if there's going to be an after show because this is kind of similar to to the after show, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Let's just play it by ear, see how it goes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyways, the phone lines are going to be open for the entirety of the show. Uh, you can call in one 949 Basically, if you got something, you know, that you want to talk about, uh, specifically, a, a topic or whatnot, uh, this, is, this is a show for you. This is the show for you. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So anyways, I uh, that's what we're we're going for. We'll be back tomorrow night with a new episode of uh, the bathhouse. If anybody cares to check that out, should be a fun show. Also, this Friday, I will be um, in uh, Rutherford, Rutherford, New Jersey at the Icarus Fest. I will be doing comedy. Uh, at, I'm pulling it up right here. Guys, I did not prepare for this at all. Oh, right, here we go. Uh, here we go, June 9th. That's, oh, we already got a call. Okay. Oh, it doesn't ring. It's, did I fuck this up already? I might have fucked this up already, so let's see. Hello? Thanks Yo, for calling. Yeah. Yo, thank you for calling Low Value Mail Open Lines. All right, so far, so good. So good. Uh, How's it going? All right, I got a topic. Yeah, shoot. Uh, 
dam being blown up down there in uh, in Ukraine. Was, the, uh, the dam being so like, I just saw Tucker Carlson talking about it briefly. I honestly don't actually. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even hear about this until he. When did this happen? The Kakova dam it collapse. This morning. Yeah, I I caught it this morning. I was just watching like you know YouTube live feeds and uh, I saw DW. They were covering it live. Um, What's D? Oh, Daily like, Wire. Okay, the, yeah. The, yeah, no, not uh, not Daily Wire. Um, like I think it's called like Deutsche Welle. It's like a it's like a German like oh, um, oh, okay news outlet. Yeah. And yeah, they were covering it, and um, they were talking about how like the Russians were accusing the Ukrainians of blowing it up. Ukrainians were accusing the Russians of blowing it up. And I'm like having like Nord Stream flashbacks. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, isn't this exactly what happened with Nord Stream? <laughs> right. I and mean, who did who did and who did exactly. blow it? Who who blew it up uh, I mean, with Nord Stream? Who did the Cy Hirsch say blew it up? That's the, the Yeah, that's the thing with Nord Stream, like news keeps coming out like because like what, in September of twenty twenty two, right? Um, everyone was saying Russia blew it up, Russia blew it up or whatever, right? And then like the Swedes were sending like investigators down there to go like check it out. And like more and more like info is coming out that like the Ukrainians were letting like the CIA and the State Department um know that, hey man, like we're gonna target this thing. Yeah. Um, just give us the I mean, light. I feel like the Ukrainian we'll government Yeah, I feel like they're kinda working uh hand in hand to a to a degree. So yeah, it's like really sloppy stuff. It's like, you know, the Nord Stream thing got blown up in like 2022. I think it was in September. And like now we're in June of 2023. So like <laughs> the timeline between we thinking the Russians did a thing and then it coming out that like Ukrainians did a thing is like nine months. Right. And it's like nine months too late. It's like nine months worth of like billions of dollars of like aid, like weapons packages. Oh, all like that shit. Tech. Yeah. So it's like, I'm thinking about this war. It's like, you know, whose interest is it for like this war to even end? Like all the arms manufacturers and suppliers around the world are loving it, right? Oh, they're um, making bank. Like, they're cleaning up. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, know. It seems like America, like nobody even talks about it anymore. I like, I don't think know. anybody gives a shit about it here, to be honest. Like, not really. It just seems anymore. like they do these like little things every once in a while to like keep the damn thing going. Cause like from what I knew, like watching all these like Ukraine map analysis, real time stuff, like day after day, like Ukraine's going to go on the offensive, right? Like the, the, like the ground's hardened up. Um, they got all these like tanks from the West. They got all these like armored personnel carriers. They've got all these jets and what have you. So like, yeah, like the Ukrainians should be starting their um, offensive in earnest. Right. So yeah, it would, kind of makes sense that the Russians would blow up a dam like on that southern flank to keep the Ukrainians from like swarming into Crimea. Okay. At the same time, it's like what could be better to like get more sympathy and get like Ukraine back like on the radar, right? And get you know I mean that's a strategic like, move for if you're Ukraine to if if you're saying they blow it up themselves, they're like, yeah, the but again, do they need any more sympathy? Like isn't like don't they have just like know. a blank check from America at this point? I can't imagine America's just gonna be yeah, like, but, you know what, we're we're yeah. good. I think you kind of said it too, like you know, is it is it still like on our radar? Like, are do we still have like an appetite in the West to like do the war any longer? But I mean, the government does. I like, I, people are probably just like don't really care about it too much anymore. But like, I'm sure the government is 
does. That, yeah, that, that would sure. be my I mean, feelings of it, anyways. The whole thing seems pretty sus, but like, hey, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. I'll have to. I, 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 yeah, I saw Tucker Carlson put out his like new show or whatever on Twitter, but and he talked about. I'll have to go check that out. I, he had talked about it for a minute, but I didn't have a chance to. Uh, didn't have a chance to look at it. Um, but uh, right. cool, cool, cool man. man. Th- thanks for following him. All right, what? thanks, Dan. All right, let's see what's going on in the chat. Oh yeah, so I found the thing. By the way, I'm I'm an idiot. Uh, if uh, show at eight p.m. Friday night, it's gonna be me, Rich Voss, Kurt Metzger, Dan Natterman, and Lou Perez um, on the lineup. If you guys uh, want to roll out, and then there's a bunch of speakers all weekend: Max Blumenthal. Aaron Mate, uh, Michael Tracy, those are just people I know, Thaddeus Russell, but and many, many more who will be speaking at this thing. Um, should be fun. So, anyways, if you guys want to check that out. And then uh, July 7th, I'll be headlining at Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie, New York. If you are around, I believe that's a Friday night or Saturday night. All right, we got another caller here. Hello, thanks for calling. Low-value mail, open lines. Morning. Yo, what's up? Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Chad, I can hear you, man. Hello. Hey. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, I'm good, man. Uh, I was wondering, did you hear anything about that uh, Sonic Boom thing? Sonic I think boom. It was yesterday, or maybe the yeah, it was either yesterday or the day before. No, I will tell you though, like my... the air quality. Oh yeah, I see the sonic boom heard across Washington D.C. after fighter jet scandal. The air in New York City right now is like I guess there's these wildfires in eastern Canada, and it's like crazy how smoky it is in New York City right now. Like everywhere, it was like I, I walked from my studio to I just did a spot at the stand before here, which is like legitimately a five minute walk. And like my, I could feel it in my throat just like in five minutes. It's uh, it's pretty Dang. wild. So, and that's coming from the fires that's burning in Canada. Yeah, there's forest fires, bad ones in Canada, and they're like making it's like incredible. Like if you look, they were posting photos of like the Yankees game and stuff tonight. It was like super smoky. Um, yeah, there's a plane Dang. crash linked to sonic boom scare across DC area. This is from NBC Washington. It says, uh, turn off this mini player. Four people are dead after a plane with an unresponsive pilot flew through restricted airspace. Oh, this is like this family or whatever. It was followed by a fighter jets authorized to fly at supersonic speed. Uh, and the, the crash left behind. So I think what someone, uh, I don't know exactly what they're saying happened. I saw something though about, uh, like a mother and a daughter were on it. I guess the sonic boom was heard uh, as a result of them them trying to scramble plans to get find them. I guess. I mean, Did my you hear initial it? thought when I had read that, yeah, oh yeah, I definitely heard it. Yeah, I think everybody in this in this whole area, there's no way you could. It was so audible, and you know, I thought it was like I honestly thought it was like a like a tree had fell, like a really big tree. Really, but it was just like. It was so strong, though. It was way stronger than I was just like, man, we was all outside trying to figure out what had happened. Like, it's like thunder yeah. or way more than like way loud? Like, is it like, and that's what I, that, yeah, it was like thunder. But like, if, if you was like, I guess I've never been that close to 
like lightning striking. I don't even know, man. It was just it was a ridiculous time. But right. you could definitely hear it, and it was obvious. And then I, I thought it was going to be one of those things like they never talked about again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it was, yeah, this this plane went unresponsive. And then, yeah, it says it was a Cessna belonged to John Rumpel from Melbourne, Florida. His daughter, granddaughter, nanny, and their pilot were all on board. So that's that's uh, pretty unfortunate. Um, yeah. I wonder what happened though. I guess some maybe the the pilot had an emergency or something, and then I mean I can't imagine anybody of the three other people knew how to fly a plane. Well, to to you know tickle any type of conspiracy, sure. you know, nerd, they they did say I did hear that uh, like the the cockpit had lost oxygen somehow. Like, okay. I don't know how that could possibly happen, but, yeah, they say he might have, like, um, you know, like, I guess suffocated, essentially. Oh, crazy. And the, and I mean, then, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, ga- yeah. I gather it'll be a matter of time, but I guess that's, I don't even know if that falls under a conspiracy. That just might be some sort of malfunction at that point. Um, but, or is it? Or is it? I don't know, yeah. I don't Who's this guy, John Rumpel? That's, that's a... Um, I don't know. I mean, curious. to be I am somewhat curious yeah, of who someone. I mean, the guy has a private jet, so there's a. He's, I don't know who he is. He's just listed as a businessman. He's the owner of multiple businesses, including Encore Motors of Melbourne, Cessna passenger. Oh, so he owned. He was like in that business. Um, oh, okay. And John Rumpel is a political donor who donated hundreds of millions to Donald Trump's presidential candidate. Huh. Well, that's that's, hmm. uh, that's interesting right there. Um, all, all very interesting. All very interesting. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know too much about it. But, yeah, that is uh, interesting. You heard the, heard the sonic boom there. But, um, yeah, man. yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. That's uh, all I had for real. All right, cool. Later, chat. Chat, everybody. Um, yeah, I don't know who this John Rumpel guy is. That's, I mean, that obviously sucks. But damn, several. It's crazy how people will just donate several hundred million dollars to a political candidate like that. By the way, shout out to all the uh, supporters of the show, the patrons. The, you are the actual reason why this show is happening tonight. Like, you know how like a lot of people would be like. Without you, we couldn't do this show, and you know that that's not true. I, I could do this show without you, but uh, I did leave it up to people to vote tonight, and uh, the patrons voted for open line. So, shout out everybody! Give you give the patrons a pat on the back if you're enjoying the show because they made this one happen. All right, we got more callers. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello, hey, who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Aaron. Aaron, what's up, Aaron? Thanks for calling the show. Uh, very welcome, man. Yeah, nice what do you, what do you want to, to talk you. about, Aaron? Um, don't know. I, I'm I'm just lonely, bored, <laughs> drunk. You're lo- you're drunk and lonely, Aaron. Where do you live, Aaron? Uh, Ohio. You live in Ohio. Yeah, that's, that, that, checks, about the, uh, that checks out. The air. What's that? Uh, we we had, we've been having air quality alerts for the past couple of uh, days out here. Uh, I mean, New York is legitimately. It was, I think they had mentioned it yesterday, but it only came here today. But it's like legitimately, like my 
my chest was like, like I could feel it. Yeah, you you could see uh, like like even visibility was reduced for um, a few miles. Like the sun, the sun had like a uh, like an orange hue, you know, going. Oh over yeah, the, yeah. I mean, when I was just walking yeah. over here, like people, when people's headlights are on, you can see the smoke in front of people's headlights. I one time I was in, I want to say Kelowna, British Columbia, and they had forest fires out there, and it's pretty similar to this, but. I feel like it's pretty uh, rare to be happening in New York City. That would be uh, that would be my guess on that one. But um, yeah, who, who knows? Yeah, is the, the air is bad there where you are specifically? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm down south of Ohio. I'm oh, okay. Cincinnati. Oh, gotcha. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know causing our air it might be like we've been having a drought i don't think it's rained in about two weeks or something over here no oh, really so it might just the dust and stuff kicked up in the air yeah um yeah i don't know it's apparently there's hundreds of fires. yeah it says 414 fires are burning in canada as of tuesday evening it's weird too because in canada like i was just looking at a lot of i guess a lot of the anti-trudeau people are basically saying trudeau is like arsonists are setting these fires so there's like a big debate not debate but essentially online i see it's a lot of the people like a lot of people are basically like the fires are being set by arsonists um to to like continue some sort of climate change agenda essentially and then i guess i i don't know what the the truth of it is but that, that's that the conspiracy I heard, yeah, I heard that conspiracy a couple of years ago going up um, the west coast of the United States, like uh, uh, up through Northern California, um, I mean, I, Oregon. I, and- yeah, I, I had a friend who works in, in that industry, like he's a helicopter mm-hmm. pilot in fire and uh, like works in firefighting in Western Canada and sometimes like Northern Ontario and stuff. And he said that there are... Uh, groups of people because there's certain like groups who make a lot of money off of um, they're just like firefighters. That's what they do essentially is they, they fight fires. So if there's no fires, they'll just set them. So they have, so they have work essentially, which is pretty fucked up, but that's uh, he, he did tell me that. I, I believe that that's like the, the, um, but the that's socialist more... argument against capitalist uh, infrastructure is, is like, well, you're you're gonna have firemen who who start fires to put the fires out if it's, you're totally right and cap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing is, uh, it, he's not coming from it like that's not the conspiracy, and that's I don't think the conspiracy people. That's not what they're saying. They're not like people are just doing that for money. They're saying that the fires are being lit for some sort of government agenda. Um, yeah, yeah. So. yeah I, I might believe that. You know, you know what I mean? Like the. You know, if, if you want to dive deep into the conspiracy land, you got the Soros-backed NGOs who are then funding like um, the ant- Antifa types, and yeah. it, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't be super surprising for you know having a some uh, billionaire overlord, uh, you know, deciding to to start fires so that you know climate does become a a forefront yeah issue. i mean that would be a major long game thing but it seems like they're just kind of overwhelmed and i mean forest fires are something that happens so it's not like the craziest thing in the world um all right yeah. cool Th- thanks for calling in appreciate it hey oh, man. Take care. have a good one. you too uh let's see what's going on in the uh the old 
chat. Uh, shout out to Bill Fenner. I only donate two dollars to Danny, and I feel like a sucker. We're all suckers. We are all, all suckers. Um, by the way, you see all of these people who are uh, mods in the chat. The reason they are mods is because they are either uh, patrons or subscribers to the channel. So consider joining the channel. Um, it's a good time. We have good time. I had some fun stuff actually planned for the after show if we were going to do like a normal after show. But whatever. It is what it is. This is where we're at. The uh Doing open lines. Phone lines are open. One triple eight nine four nine two nine six nine. I might actually have to change that number too, by the way, which is so fucking annoying. But Zoom is a huge pain in my ass. I'll explain after this caller. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Danny. This is Annie or whatever Annie. my name is. How are you? Uh, good, good. Hey. How are you? Um, question, Annie. Okay. Whatever happened to that yeah. gentleman who you called about? Oh, yeah. So I call in mostly I'm doing like a caricature. Okay. So that was just me kind of caricaturizing his not real apology. Oh, if gotcha. You want it. So what he said, what he said was I felt bad about my behavior. Can you can you like just ca- catch people up to speed because they might not know what we're talking about? Oh, okay, fine. Um, I called in on the bathhouse and kind of got a little pointed about if you don't actually say I'm sorry, is it a real apology? Sure. Yeah. And it yeah. sounded like and the guy who you were speaking about was sitting beside you. That's what it felt like. Okay. Was That's it true? I'm kind of no. I'm kind of no. like workshopping a caricature. Oh, so you were just doing a bit on us? I mean, I wasn't really doing a bit because I watch it afterwards, and I'm like, yeah, this wasn't really landing. So it was a it real did thing land. that happened. No, it did land. Everyone no, was like, good God. It didn't really land because you thought I was being serious. Oh. And I wasn't really being... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It was. He said, I felt wrong about my behavior. And I felt like that's... I didn't say anything, but I was like, well, that's not really an apology. That but anyway, that's not why I called. Count. No, no, no. Why are you calling, Annie? Well, it's not an apology. It's an apology when you say I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm calling <laughs> in because I want to talk about this low-value, high-value shit. Sure. Because I'm tired, like I'm just tired of it, and I think it's the erasure of the middle class. It's just every time I see it, I just feel like it's the middle class getting shat on by this. No, there's a term for the middle. Value. It's scrotes. The middle class are scrotes. Right, and it's a sh- like that's a shitty thing to call someone. Uh, obviously, it's, yeah. It's like we're losing the ability to think that the middle class is something that you want to be a part of. Yeah, that, I mean and that's a valuable. That's uh... not... Yeah. Anything that's not associated with this, like, fantasy 1%, 0.1%, you know, are now elite overlord, essentially, who's siphoned all the wealth from this country, that somehow we're all supposed to be seeking that lifestyle when that lifestyle is intentionally unattainable, while we're all getting shat on for being not part of this elite cabal, essentially, that no one's really a part of. Yeah. And I'm just tired of it. And becoming and more and more unattainable. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, yeah. though, I don't know how many actual people are like, like, I wonder in the uh, the grand scheme of all people, you know, including people who are not on the Internet, how many people are talking about this, like, low value, high value stuff. I imagine it's, I don't want to say a fringe, but uh, something along those lines, you know, I, I feel like I just it. think it's. 
it's like an aspect of how the middle class is getting dunked on. Yeah. And I think like we literally are getting like we literally have lost so much of our wealth since 2020 i think the number do you have the number i think it was like 6.7 billion i mean they, they printed the well they, they printed so much money i don't even i mean there's a uh, uh, several things yeah I, I don't know the exact uh sum of money but uh yeah, probably quite a bit right so just a little shout out to your fan base i think your fan base is actually the most important demographic in this country right now and i'm usually about five years ahead yeah um I think there's, yeah, I'm kind of also anticipating there's going to be a pushback from the angry, the angry young male demographic in this country that's becoming more and more right wing. Yeah. And uh, don't get too angry, guys, because you're very important. And uh, I, I like I truly want to see this country be what it's supposed to be with a thriving middle class. And I really feel like that's that's you guys. That's this demographic. And, and how I does have that solutions for you? How does that come back? Do you have, do you have a... Um, I mean, well, okay, my two cents. Yep. There's a ton of incentives to start farming in this country. And that's not going to sound sexy and that's not going to sound appealing, but that is kind of how societies form stability. Yeah. Is when there's a, a powerful and free farming class or merchant class within a society. Okay. So I feel like that direction feels a lot better than this Marxist-Leninist shift that Gen Gen Z for the most part is kind of caught on to and that is not a direction that I don't think anyone will actually ever benefit from um, but you guys like I truly mean this as it's corny as it sounds the, the quote-unquote low value young male in this country is the single most important demographic and um, I, I, I I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's like to be living that life but like I do have a, a lot of people have a heart for it and a yeah. lot of people want to kind of help with a solution and if if it sounds corny or unfeasible but there's so many incentives to start to start farming start farming yeah all you right you don't need you do you do not need experience you do not need even land um state of kansas is offering up to six hundred thousand. if you're a zero experience young person who has an aptitude and just wants to farm especially wheat there's going to be a wheat shortage over the next five to ten years really so you could just, just go to kansas kansas and they'll give you land or they'll let you use the land they won't they won't give you land per se like you do have to have um oh, what's the website like if you shit. just google kansas uh like kansas farm something i don't i should pull it up but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. there is there's an incentive that um, they will give you money. So you have to draw, you have to draw out your own business plan. You, I would like in my ideal future, this would be something that like a handful of young, angry guys who need something to do with their lives sure. get together, start farming, save your money. Traditionally, historically, you are the most important person in this country, the Yaman farmer of England. This was the whole idea of the Jeffersonian Republic. Like this was what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we've been hijacked by elites, but like truly the vision of America is an empowered middle farming class. I mean, and, I, I uh, wonder if, if, if that's like, cause you know, they're saying we're going to lose so many jobs to technology and all that. Maybe those people could go farm. Yeah. And you know, like, who know, you know, I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm not, I'm not a, this is just to me the most obvious way to get young men engaged in society. Again, it involves physical labor it involves discipline. It's the most valuable aspect to the society. 
food prices are very high, meaning that there's an opportunity for you to come in and make money before it's completely saturated by, by what Gates is doing, yeah. buying up most of the farmland. So just letting you guys know, anyone right. interested, anyone, Google it up. It's not just Kansas. Also, there's free land for grabs all across the center of this country. There's small towns all over America. You do have to have the ability to put down a down payment on the house and build. But there's point is, like, young men head Midwest. There's land head for Midwest, you. Which is probably... Head Midwest. Usually people head to the nicer edges. Nicer people. Yeah. Yeah, nicer yeah. people. All right, Andy. Nicer not, people, opportunities. You, yeah. Yeah, not, not, not bad advice. Not bad advice at all, I think, people. I mean, again, someone in Langston Industry says this here, though, which he makes a good point. He says he works on a, worked on a farm. Where did he write this? Worked on a farm for 12 years. He says it's not something a lot of people are capable of. But, well, you know. I bet on YouTube with the internet and everything, you probably learn how to farm. At some point, they're just like you just have to want to do it, and because obviously just hard labor. But you can probably it's, learn so a lot many people, online. Yeah, so many people don't want to do it. There's that there's money up for grabs. Yeah, and um, you know, six hundred thousand to start to start like a somewhat smaller subsistence farm or a community styled farm. Um, it has to be, you will, you're able to apply for the loan for up to 30% of the average acreage of farmland in the county. Mm -hmm. So depending on the county, um, like I've kind of looked into this, it's depending on the county. And if you're brand new, you would probably want to start with a smaller parcel of land, but there's money and there's help. Like the USDA is very aware that we need more farmers. And if you have zero experience, there's people out there who, who want to see you succeed and thrive. So Interesting. we want to see I, I want to see the, the young generation feel like they have a purpose and feel like, you know, they're they're valuable, which you, you guys are so incredibly valuable to the society. And I don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. All right. Cool. Annie, thank you for calling in. Appreciate okay. it. All right. No problem. Right. Bye. That was Annie, everybody. Uh, based Annie being based. Uh Alex B says farming is so fun. They have a super high rate of suicide. A lot of people. Yep. And Kionda says farmers have the highest suicide rate. So that's not good. By the way, like the stream at 100 likes. I'm going to give away a channel membership, as you can see, scrolling along the bottom here. So hit that like button and I'll give away a, a scrote membership. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. What's up, Danny? How's it going? Who am I speaking with? Oh, man, it's good. It's good. Life can't be better. All I have right. two questions for yes, you, sir. and then I wanted to comment a little bit on okay. what the young lady was saying previously. Sure. I really just had the questions, and she started talking, and it got me thinking. Are you a farmer, One, or do you know any farmers? Uh, I know farmers. I'm from Mississippi, so a lot of the a lot of the people around here farm. Okay. So, yeah, big part of the, big part of the economy here. Um, but, yeah. So two things first. One, when are you going to go on Joe Rogan? Um, whenever he, asks, whenever he asks me. Whenever he, well, whenever he gives some, me the let's invite. Hope sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, Danny, tell Danny to hit him up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you mean. Uh, I'm Danny. Second, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, Ryan, tell okay. Ryan to hit him up for you. Uh, the second question is, when, you, when are either one of y'all going to come down south and do some shows, like maybe around the Memphis area? That's kind of where I live. Memphis. I, I mean, we've been, say, does Nashville count or is that like blasphemous? Uh, I mean, we've been uh, in Nashville. Like two and a half, three, 
took the F5. Oh, three, it's like three, three hours, hours away. Hours. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly how far I, it was from Memphis. I'm sure at some point. I'm sure there will be at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I keep watching. They got a they got a comedy uh, house here, comedy club here. That yeah. What's um, it called? It's I think it's called Chuckles. I think is the name of it. Of Chuckles Comedy it House. I think is the name of it. Memphis um, Chuckles Comedy House in Cordova, Tennessee. Is that the one? Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, yep, people yep. don't know this, so but it, is just outside of it, it is kind of like a weird thing to ask people, and it probably won't help if one of you does it, but like if a lot of people call a comedy club and they're like, we want to see this person, like they will go book that person. Like they'll bring them in. Because ah. it's a, literally the whole bit, their business is they just want to make sure that they're going to sell enough tickets. So if so many people are calling them being like, hey, we want to see this guy, then they might go ahead and book that person. So, and like, again, That's with the- some comedy clubs, they're just like, they've never heard of, there's a lot of comics. So sometimes they're just never heard of people. So yeah, I think yeah. honestly, you can just message, so- message or call them. Yeah, so you think it'd be helpful to like send them an email or something like, hey, yeah, just be like, hey, I'd like, to, I'd like to see these people at the club sometime if you can, and they'll be like, okay, we'll put them on our yeah, radar. Okay, you know? cool. Yeah, cool. So is that how the industry kind of works? Is like they book y'all rather than y'all booking? Yeah, you don't like. Experience? I mean, yeah, like essentially, it's all based off of not everywhere, but for the most part, it's like you know, it's how many people you can get to come show up at the club so some clubs are just like they, oh, okay. they they don't like like a lot of clubs will book people who aren't really draws most comics don't sell tickets for the most part like they're not like an actual draw but um so it, it, there's there's different ways to get in clubs but um yeah if you can sell tickets then that's kind of a surefire way to get in in the mixed places yeah yeah sounds cool yeah, but yeah, the lady. I I always wonder when I hear women talk about like things men should do, and I never know if they're grifting or if they're serious. No, Annie's Annie's based. Annie's she was serious. No, Annie's based. <laughs> no, she probably just saw an opportunity. Well, there's like the two. There's like the two extremes. There's the one lady who's like all oh, men are trash, this, that, and the other, and then you see the stereotypical hot chicks on Instagram or TikTok, and they're like. You know, oh, men are so great. You go king or whatever, and I'm just like, you're not. You're saying this to make money. You're you like, it's neither. Of, yeah, it's neither of those things. Men are fine. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't sound like one of those. They're not that, that bad, and they're not that on, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's got a point. Like that disaffected middle class that's shrinking. And I, I said this to somebody a, a day or two ago. I was like, you know capitalism is the same as guns it's it's dangerous in the wrong hands and it's good in the right hands of course um and i feel like much like guns the elites want to keep capitalism out of the hands of the middle class because that's how the middle class has power yeah poor people don't have power because they're dependent yeah it is so weird with that too though because like it's never been i want to say like not that it's like easy to come up with an, an idea but like to actually like start a business right now in america like you know what everybody talks about like the the american dream essentially like where you know people are like i came here with five dollars yeah but it's never been easier to just like if you wanted to go start a business obviously it's it's you, know, you have to have a good idea and a good business and but yeah. like to actually get off the ground it's like it's so easy now uh especially if you're you know like you know, these whatever disaffected people. Now, again, you have to have an education to be able to do that. And that's probably like a big gap in the thing, but yeah, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it, it is a, it is a tough one. Like I, there's obviously like the, the stuff that made America. Well, it depends on, 
like prosperous what you're trying to get into as well. Well, but also just like, you know, I, I had a lot of friends when I was younger and like, you know, this was a big, obviously thing in America, you know, in the last, last century, but where just like, there was all these factories and, you know, you could just have a very good existence and housing was affordable. Mm-hmm. And like, I saw someone recently on Twitter posted, they, they live in a New York city apartment and they went and they requested like the rent history for their apartment, like the, the full rent history. And in the eighties, that apartment was like a hundred and twenty five dollars a month to rent. Wow. And even factoring in inflation and everything, like it should be today I, I think it should have been like six hundred dollars factoring everything in. So five times the price. Yeah. But it was like she's like it's twenty two but she's like it's twenty two hundred dollars a month and it's rent controlled. So it's like, it's actually a steal. Like it would probably be $3,000 a month when it should be literally 20% of that. Well, that's the, that's the screw in the middle class. Like I think there's some industries that are probably, I won't say easier to get into, but like, like what y'all do, there's no, you have to have talent to do what y'all do. But as far as putting things on the internet and stuff like that, there's a low barrier of entry as far as. Oh, super low. Yeah. But when it comes to like, like if you want to start a supermarket, like God, get fucked. You're not doing that. No, no <laughs> like, you're not starting you're not a supermarket. Start a grocery no. Store. no. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. You're not no. gonna be the next. But you could ostensibly. YouTube, but... No, but I could see like ostensibly. I mean, there's someone right now who's probably like you know in in kind of the same domain as like a Zuckerberg, kind of like in their dorm, who's like you know coding the next billion dollar company, and they're just sitting at a computer yeah. doing it. Well, but another thing, too, when it comes to, like, tech stuff, that's hard to do because you will get shut down if you have the wrong opinions or say the wrong things. So, sure. Yeah, I'm just talking about, I mean, like, parlor, an, an app or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Parler was yeah, a weird – yeah, Parler was a weird one because they were trying to find some footing during, like, all that craziness. But it seems like Twitter – assuming Twitter doesn't, like, just hemorrhage money, like, to the point yeah. where they need to actually have- go public, but – yeah, I, I have my complaints about Elon, but I think him, at least for the time being, owning Twitter is a net gain. Oh, it's um, amazing. You know, but what he's doing for space is a net gain. Like, it's, like, like there's definitely complaints about that guy because he's a billionaire. He doesn't know how it works for the rest of us. Yeah. But I think he's got his he's got his ear to the door of what us poor's are doing. He's kind of like, I kind of want to help them out, but then he's, you know, in his own world, too, so what he does isn't always going to be beneficial to us. No, no. And he's not altruistic. He's not trying to, yeah. I don't think he's trying to be altruistic to that level. Like in his mind, he's trying to save the planet or something. Um, But but in our polarized world, you can't have that conversation without being, you're like, oh, you're just licking his boots or, or you just hate him. And, you know, there's like, Polarization has it where there's no in between. So. Yeah, there is. But yeah, I, but I, I, I don't know. You just gotta sometimes just take a take a stance. Um, all right, thanks thanks for calling in. Or do you do you have another question? Yeah, man. Oh no, man, that's it. That's I all. was gonna. Uh, all right, well, call call your local comedy club and just make a make a ruckus until the, and the yeah, dude. We'll, I'll see if we'll I can find out. an email or send something on Facebook and be like, hey, get these guys. You know, do it up. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, take care. All right. All right. Uh, See where we're at in the chat arena. We had South Coast Horizon, who's a member uh, for one month of the scroll. By the way, 100 likes, 17 more likes, and I will give away a channel membership. He says, I have an idea for Patreon or Twitter subs. What about buying Taylor Swift tickets and giving them away to one lucky subscriber? Uh, that's an amazing idea. They only cost, what, $2,000 a ticket? Hello. Thanks for calling low value mail. 
Danny, hey, Jim from Washington calling. Jim How are you, buddy? From Washington. How you been, man? I'm good. I was a little disappointed. I saw Ryan coming back to Tacoma, but you're just too good to come out to your West Coast people. I mean, if they it. want, if they want to book me, I'll come there. But uh, um, yeah. It's it's too far. I'm gonna to start go. calling the comedy club, dude. I'm telling I'm you, start calling I, I don't know how much it really works, but I'm sure they're just like people keep calling about this guy. Can't hurt, can't hurt. Yeah. I'll be out there at some point, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, what's up, dude? Not much, brother. Just got back. Uh, we have a we have a pro. Uh, speaking of, I want to segue off. Of Annie said we, my wife and I, we bought five acres about an hour south of Nelson. Okay, BC, yeah, Nelson, BC, yeah, in Washington State. Yeah, they used to grow tons of weed in Nelson. Yeah, it's uh, Nelson's a fun town for sure. It's a good yeah. time. But, I think uh, Nelson was. I, I, I can't recall if Nelson was like the weed town actually, where like people were like everything there was just all the money came from from weed. Well, I grew up in uh, North Idaho, and if you remember, there was a time there where the cannabis kids were running weed from BC and the Washington and Idaho. Yeah, that. there's a there's actually a like a mockumentary. It's pretty good on Netflix called Kid Cannabis. It's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. And it's about um, that. But kind of, yeah, yeah. The guy who was doing it, he was like the <laughs> he was the head chef at the Taco Time in the mall. Uh, basically, like a fast food worker. And this guy got busted with like forty million dollars or something insane worth wow. of weed. It was nuts. Wow. You know, back in the day, but. Yeah, but I, of what Annie said, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm kind of developing this property to like kind of be off the grid and stuff. And she's totally right about like, there's just land available in small towns, especially ones that have seen like an exodus of people because of like a mine closing or a lumber operation going under. And there's like no shortage of like cool families out where our property is, is doing the same thing. Like my buddy, he's an alpaca farmer next yeah. door, but he's got four kids. And, uh, you know, this idea that like there's nothing out there i don't know you know like personally i have a child and if you're trying to start a family like a small town place is definitely better to be than in the city in my opinion i agree no but, for sure there's uh, yeah yeah uh, i definitely agree on that so what are you farming then what are you growing i'm not doing anything yet i'm still developing the property um i've got water and power in i've got a little tiny house out there there's these two giant like slash piles which is basically just huge leftover timber that i've oh. been progressively burning because it's really hard like you mentioned the fires there's always burn bans on all the time so yeah tough to kind of get rid of that stuff but so you have to basically wait yet. until they they open it up essentially allow for you to burn and then what you just go and burn as much of it as you can in that short window pretty much i'll actually i can send you a little video i'll i'll, I'll, I'll dm it to you or whatever yes yeah, we, we go we went up there in the winter time this last year and there was like 10 feet of snow around us while we had this massive like 50 foot bonfire just raging wow. it was pretty awesome oh, that's cool uh, yeah and you got you burned yeah. a lot of the wood do you use like like to get it started like gas and stuff yeah diesel that kind of stuff and road flares okay. um yeah it's it's i mean it's it's rugged but you know that's she's cool. right in the sense of like you know not having a lot of opportunities for middle class dudes like there there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of places to go in the cities, I mean, would you bet long term on you know places like New York and California over places like Florida? I, I personally wouldn't. But yeah, it's hard to say. Like New York, I, I just can't see New York going anywhere in any like capacity. Like it seems like it'll just adapt. Like I like in the event that you know people don't go come back to the offices in terms of like commercial rents and things like that. 
um, or right. like people never move back to New York for whatever political reasons. Like, I, I feel like they'll still like adapt to a degree. But yeah, the quality of living in New York is not the best relative, but it's not great. It's not great. Well, you but, know, speaking uh, of commercial real estate. Yeah, but anyway, so what do you have? To, what right. do you have planned? What are you going to do? Like, what's your end goal for um, for the property? Like, like. Honestly, like just individual sustained living. So like a, a greenhouse for our food, get some chickens going. Uh, my neighbor is a, he's a cow. He raises cows. Uh, so we can basically do some buy and swap there. But long term, it's kind of like build a house and just kind of get off the grid. You know, we got five acres for about $30,000, which I know doesn't sound cheap, but that you know, to get a loan for that, you five need acres. Yeah, for five acres of land, that sounds pretty cheap. It's not. It's not a. It's not the worst deal in the world. You know, get me wrong, but like there are definitely places like Andy said where you can get you can still get land for like twenty five hundred dollars an acre. You know, you just got to go out. You got to be out there, and uh, you know, in my mind, long term, it's just the kind of the right investment, especially if you're going to start a family because the world's just getting kind of crazy. But you think you'll grow something? Do you think you'll do farming, like or animals, like raise animals, or everything? Like some, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah probably right. goats, cows, a little bit of chickens, and just kind of grow our own personal food. Not necessarily like a big farm, like she was kind of mentioning. It'd probably be more for personal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that seems yeah, cool. Uh, I I can't. I, I'm not sure if I would move to do something like that, and then within six months, being like, what have I done? What You're a bug man, dude. I am a bug man. <laughs> uh, that is true. That is very true. I am a bug man. I uh, uh, was changing my own auto oil watching that on my phone next to me and thinking, like, I'd love to see Danny try to change some fucking oil. This would be awesome. I could change <laughs> oil. I could change oil. I, I've done that before. I, I took, although I had an absolute meltdown in it, but I had auto shop class. when I took auto shop class when I was in uh, ninth grade. And I was not good at it. That was I, I was, but I tried, and then I was just like, "This is not for me." But I feel like I've become handier as the years have gone on, slightly. But that's the thing well, for someone who's a really a, not a bug man. I'm still I'm still a bug man. Did you have to consciously say ninth grade and not grade nine? Correct, I did. Yeah, I have all conscious? these. I have all these yeah. things where. Uh, I have to like Fahrenheit and Celsius and all these things. The biggest one for me, I think I've said it before, but is uh, Z is i want to say zed yeah and i like if whenever i say the letter z like there's probably a quarter of a second pause like every time (laughs) i I don't want to say zed uh yeah three of my sibling-in-laws are australian they're teenage aussies so like i i hear it a lot i mean there's definitely like a crossover between the way they speak in Australia and not necessarily an accent wise, but just similarly in Canada. Yeah. It's all Commonwealth. It's, the, just, it's all the Commonwealth talk. Yeah. He's talking imperialist. Go yeah. figure. <laughs> um, all right, Jim. Well, th- Danny, you're looking good, buddy, by the way. Well, Thanks, you man. That, you're looking good. Thanks, so, man. It's, it's all, ass. Talk it's to you later. Take care. Later, Jimbo. Jim from Washington, everybody. Uh, a shout out to Gerard Perry, who got, uh, who got the membership. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for joining the show. Tonight, there's a good little experiment. I, I wanted to see how open lines will go. I think we'll just make this kind of uh, maybe more regular show where we, we have an open lines uh, situation. Hello. Thanks for calling. Low value mail. Who am I speaking with? Ha, 
Oh shit. I got through. You made it's it. Close to the value mail. Who is this? Fucking hard money troll. Oh, oh hard shit. Hard money troll, bro. Dude, I haven't heard, I haven't heard from you in a minute. Yeah. I've been kind of busy. Haven't been able to troll that with Matt St. Combe very much lately, you know? Oh, the troll that Got is. some other things on my plate. Yeah. I, I was listening to you talk about uh, all kinds of things from from what uh, angry men should do to uh, how the how the industry of uh, comedy works. I thought you just get like a, a really good booker and yeah. then just doors open for you. Because it isn't uh isn't uh, that could be one way too. Ryan, Ryan's represented by the same guy that represents Tim Dillon, right? I don't. Does that, does that sound right? Maybe no I don't comment? know for sure. No. I think he's like CAA. Are you doing or something. no comment mail? No, I actually don't. I don't. I don't know the exact answer to that. To that, uh, I, I don't know. For, for You're sure. the worst opening act there ever was. That's not nice. I I don't mean that by your comedy, you know. Oh. I I just mean like, come on, bro. No, I actually don't know. You know I don't know who Tim Dill. I don't know who Tim Dillon's representation is. I don't know who his booking agent is. I I thought you were part of the Jewish cabal. <laughs> I'm not. Is that not? Oh wait, I'm, it, wait. I'm in, a studio, <laughs> I'm in a studio. I'm in a studio <laughs> apartment right now. I assure you, I am. If I turned my camera around, you guys would not be like this guy is in some sort of cabal. I love how you and uh, Ryan have like a an apartment, like a burner apartment in New York. You know? Yeah, you guys uh, ever? Uh, it's our studio. Go there and get all those. Well, I mean, is is it a studio or is it just like in a rented apartment? You it's put, literally uh, a up? studio apartment that is like 450 square feet that is packed to the gills with uh, equipment. Okay, There's... but you got to admit how that's kind of deceptive, right? You said you're in the studio when it's really a studio apartment. No, it, it is. It's both. It's a studio apartment, but it is also our studio. Nobody lives here. It's just a yeah, it's only a by studio. definition though. All right, I feel like we're agreeing on the same thing that you are, so. in fact, renting out a place somebody in New York could be living in. I mean, in a, New York City, uh, anybody can live anywhere, family. dude. And they do, yeah. and they do. Yeah, yeah Sam. Uh, I spend a lot of time working in San Francisco, and it is unpleasant there right now. And every day, every day, so I usually go. Uh, like, or is it because honestly, I, I yeah, I, I honestly tend to want to uh, like when I see stuff on on the news and shit, I'll be like, it's not that bad, is it? Like, I always want to say, like, is it as bad oh. as it's portrayed? Honestly, sometimes I think the news like like I feel like there's a little bit of like reverse gaslighting where it's like, come on, the, the, the liberal stronghold isn't that bad, but like. I work at this theater called the Masonic. It's a nice uh, uh, theater on the top of Knob Hill, which okay. for those who don't know, San Francisco is like the higher ground that's historically been like the nicer area. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty close to the downtown area. So once you go down that hill, in fact, any way in or out of like the main thoroughfares of going through that theater, you see two to three tragedies every time you like drive up there. So I think it's a what little do you mean bit by of tragedy? like Like someone's uh, dead? Like a dead person? Uh, you know, it's not like you're shaking every passed out person to see if they're dead. I mean, I, I assume some of them are passed out on drugs and some of them are actually dead. 
Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, I mean, I feel like, like you're just uh, describing worked... what like East Hastings in Vancouver was like 20 years ago. Uh, well, I... and you know what? If we're going to be perfectly honest, uh, the uh, the whole Bay Area is kind of a shithole right now, except yeah. where, uh, where uh, Matt, Matt St. Combe lives. He lives on this nice hill. Um, okay. And he has like a shrimp Sounds like farm he was stalking him a little bit. Desk. No, no, no. We're good. We're friends. Don't oh. worry about that. He doesn't oh, okay. know who I am, but we're friends. Uh, something else, something a stalker would or say. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Wait, I think this is the longest you've ever talked to me. Usually you're trying to, you know, uh, get me off the phone quickly. What's no, up? That's not true. It's open yeah, lines. Yeah, it no, well, I just try and keep the show moving well, along generally when it's like there's a guest or something just topic wise. But uh, it's open man, lines. I'm looking. Today. I'm my, look, my, are you going to be at the uh, San Jose show? No. No? No. When's well, the San Jose show? When you come, when, when's the Danny P tour? I'm working on it. It's about time you break away from this Ryan character. I'm, huh? I'm working on it. Well, Even the problem, the thing is, I like. I, the thing is, like, I like going on tour with Ryan. It's a hoot and it's a fun time, but I just I want to headline myself too, and you can't have two headliners. That's that's essentially what the issue is. So, um, you okay? Jesus what are you talking about? I'm smoking weed, dude. It's illegal it. where I'm at. Is it, is it legal in uh, New York yet? No, are you it's guys so smoking legal. weed yet? It's super legal here. What do you mean? I uh, my girlfriend's uh, friend from South Carolina is in town, and they don't even have like medical or anything. So like they're going to town. You know, there must be like a thousand been... dispensaries right now in New York City, and I believe two of them are actually legal. <laughs> I'd rather go to the not legal ones if I'm. Being yeah, clear. I, the only the, thing is sometimes so where... I, I get oil pens or whatever, like the disposable like weed pens, and I feel like if you get them yeah. from like a legal source, then they're actually tested. Whereas these ones, I'm just not like I'm rolling the dice with my life or anything, but I would like to know if they're just here when you go to like the clubs, you end up paying like thirty percent tax at the door. Yeah, I understand. It's pretty that, fucking it's, wild. Oh yeah, yeah, I understand. There's tax. That's the uh, I get that, but I uh, I, I'm not I, I get most of my consumer. stuff. Oh no, no, you quit. No, no, I mean I smoke weed here and there, but I'm not like crazy where it's I don't, I don't care about paying an extra thirty percent because I'm just like not that frequent. <laughs> You know, like yeah, it's, it's a few bucks, like it's 10 bucks, like a month or something like. All yeah. right. Well, I, you, you've been very kind of talking to me. Um, All right. I'll later, on, Troll. Get back to the show. Hey, hey one, uh, one last thing before I go, though. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to shout out that fucking wimp. Matt St. Combe. Nobody knows You're who he is. Late brother. All right. he, he's the host of uh, Hard Money's Million Dollar Podcast. And it's a podcast Danny was on for those who know. Yeah, I, I, did a co- and, I did a few uh, episodes the- during COVID and we talked about he did, NFT, oh, yeah, NFTs. I, I like how you tried to distance yourself from this. What do you mean? I was Ponzi scheme. No, no, no. We just did. We were talking. We did some NFT stuff and I, I, a few episodes. I don't think I did that many episodes, I mean, to be it? honest. And it was all on. It was all on that. Um, all right, hard money you, troll. Uh, thanks for calling in. Well, hey, how, how much money? How much money are you down in your uh, your top NFTs? I never owned any of them, but I can't imagine they are worth a fucking penny right now. And I think they those guys dropped six figures on them, but I don't think they're worth. I can't uh, imagine they're worth one penny right now. Six figures. <laughs> Literally, they spent six figures on them, and I don't think... Honestly, I completely even forgot those things existed until you just brought them up, 
and I would have to guess bro, they are that's worth why it's time absolutely. To buy, bro. I'm gonna go look Gabriel at the Marcin. dude right when I get off of You're here. I'm gonna go see buy. how much those are worth. Uh, all right, later, later dude, on, Marshall. I'll, I'll put it on. All right, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Hard money troll, everybody. Yeah, our our friend, uh, his idea. There was Topps baseball car company, and they had these NFTs. Um, <laughs> I really do. They spent. I'm not even exaggerating. They put a fund together. He went, got all his buddies, and they fucking dropped six figures on these fucking NFTs that must be worth a zero right now. Hello, thanks for calling low value mail. <sighs> Hey, Danny. Uh, this is Liam calling from Texas. Liam from Texas. How you doing, sir? Hey, doing all right, man. Hey, uh, I had a, kind of a fun story uh, from when I was studying abroad in Europe. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so uh, we had this 10-day uh, trip. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. We have 10 days to kind of, you know, do our thing, go wherever we kind of wanted. So a lot of people would hit multiple spots in Europe. Where were like, you? Like, you know, two days. Where were you, like, uh, uh, we were, so the campus was in, it was, like, uh, right outside of Rome. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it really beautiful, like, a vineyard campus. Uh, yeah, so, so nice. Um, anyways, uh, so we, our first stop was Innsbruck, uh, which is in Austria. They, I guess they had, like, the Winter Olympics there in, like, 1970 or something like that, but, uh, cool kind of like little half German, half like Italian town, but like more on the German side. Okay. And, uh, and so we were, you know, we, it was like me and like four of my friends, we went out, we were drinking, uh, like our first night there and we got like pretty drunk. And as we were leaving one of the bars, it was like, like one, two of my friends, started like kind of like scuffling it was like over something dumb it was you know something that he like hit his hat or he like hid his hat and then he like showed him that he had it and then my one friend got really really mad okay and then so we were walking back to the hostel and they're really mad at each other so they're kind of going back and forth and like kind of like scuffling and then as we're walking back it kind of breaks out into like an actual fight and so my one friend is with them and he's kind of smaller and he's trying to break him up and he goes, you know, Oh, Hey, help, help, help. And then our big friend, who was like a big guy, he came over, he grabbed one of them who was fighting and he picked him up and he, he like threw him against the wall, like pretty hard. Yeah. But the, it wasn't, the wall was a window to a jewelry store. Oh, and wow. So he just smashed right through the window and like landed like right in like a display display case with like all this like jewelry and everything. And God, so, man. yeah. And so it was like, it was like, you know, all this glass shattered everywhere. Like, you know, there was no like alarm that went off. And so we we're like, uh, we got to go. So we just like take off and we start running and, you know, pretty drugs. So we only get about like a block or two and then we're like all right i think we're okay and like my friend's covered in blood because like the glass like shattered all over him and it's and, you know he's like dripping in blood and my other friend feels bad now the one who was fighting him so he's he's comforting him and uh and then basically my and then the third friend who was trying to break up the fight he's like hey guys we gotta move like we just smashed the window of the jewelry store like this is bad. And we're like, you're paranoid. Shut up. Like we're fine. 
and uh and then he was like screw you guys and then so basically he like walked off and like kind of got ahead of us and was going to go back to the hostel okay and then we're walking and then a van pulls around the corner like as we're all kind of like congregating and like it, it, it was it was like kind of like a movie like the doors open up and like eight cops like pop out and they're all like there they have vests on that you know they're all like strapped and everything and they're like surrounding us and we're in like innsbruck like dumb fucking american tourists and just it, it, it was it was like oh and no one of you is covered in blood yeah and no yeah he's, he's completely covered in cuts he's like dripping blood and then so the cops are like start they start to like question us they're like oh like what are you guys doing like why are you guys here and they you know they're like you know very like making it very clear that like we're not allowed to leave they're they're stopping us and like so my friends like we're still super drunk at this point i've kind of sobered up a bit enough to be like this is a fun situation and my friend is trying to convince the cop that like he's like no 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 first we fight now we friends and he's like hugging him as he does it yeah and like the cops the cops are just all right so then they're like they each gave us our own squad car. Like they're like, get in. I'm like, I don't know these guys. I, I've never seen them before. They're like, no, you need to get in the car. I'm like, God damn it. So then they took us to prison. Or they didn't no, they're not prison, but they took us to their jail. Yeah. Like where we're like outside get, of Rome. Get booked. This is like in Austria. Oh, this is in Austria. So like we're Yeah, so this is like the start of our trip. So like we're very scared because we're away this is like outside of like kind of our administration's reach. Like right, you we guys get are fucked like, here, like we're fu- we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like we can't go back to the program, like it, it's it's over. It's it's done. Uh but uh yeah, and so we were basically getting so first they questioned my friend who was covered in cuts and covered in blood. And then, you know, they're like, What happened? He's like, Oh, you know, me and my friend fought threw me through the window and then, you know, they bring in my friend who threw him through the window and then they go, you know, like, okay, what happened? He's like, well, you know, they were in a fight and I threw him through the window. So they're like, okay, the stories match up. And then they basically, they were like, all right, well, you guys need to pay for the, the, so they were just basically questioning us to make sure we didn't steal anything. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, well, somebody needs to pay for the window. And so we're like, okay. And then, so they, so then basically like we were just sitting there, they were like, all right, my one buddy is like, he had to get his parents to wire like $500, like 500 euro over. But as he was going, like he was going back to the hostel, like and the cops escorted him. And at that moment, my other friend who has been gone this entire time, who walked up at the very beginning of the story, he's at the hostel and he saw us all get arrested. He's like freaking the fuck out. He's like, Oh my God, like what the fuck? And then, you know, and then, the police escort came with my other buddy to pick up their bribe. Basically, yeah. just, we were just paying them. They were like five hundred euro. We were paying them a bribe so that we didn't get like thrown in. Essentially, just in jail, know, yeah. Austrian jail. Yeah. yeah, which is honestly that is money well spent right there. That's a hundred percent five hundred euros. That's a so, steal. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, like so so grateful that like we had a friend who like had parents who you know he his parents like his mom's like a pediatrician so he's like pretty well off it was just like we were in the right place like or with the right people at the right time but yeah yeah uh, but yeah my other friend you know he's on the phone with his parents and this like this is my friend who i grew up with so he his parents know my parents so then you know the cops came he's like they're looking for me i have to go like take it and he hangs up and you know so 
anyways, he pays the bribe. We get out of jail. We go back. And then like literally the next day, my dad messaged me on Facebook. And he, he said, what is happening over there? <laughs> I'm like, how does he already know? Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, that was, a, it all worked you know, out though in the end. Yeah. You know, then we uh, just can kind of continue our 10 day. Uh, we went to, uh, you know, uh, we went to, what was it called? Oh, Auschwitz. We went to Auschwitz. Yeah. And then we, uh, yeah. Then we finished off in Munich. Cool. That's a cool story. Yep, yeah. That's, uh, it. I mean, definitely avoid getting arrested in foreign countries as much the, as the, possible. The cops there are they they are they're dicks and like they they like they're probably extra dicks yeah they're probably more I, of a dick I, I, they get like American. a kick out of it yeah they're like cause, oh yeah because they think that Americans are coming over there and like don't care about the laws because Americans are just like so full of themselves so they're probably like even more dicks about just that fact that they're like, I mean, coming over here and committing crimes and stuff yeah we totally deserved it I mean yeah, yeah. no definitely you definitely but, yeah 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 but uh, uh but yeah cool. you know. But yeah, man. Uh, anyways, you know, uh, don't smash your friends through yeah. uh, Julie Star windows. Be I careful. Story. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks for calling. Thanks, man. Uh, all right. That was, uh, yeah. That is um, it's a wild story. Someone just asked, by the way, um, uh, X Clep X. So is low value male cons- covering female dating strategy officially dead? Hasn't popped in my Spotify forever. So no, the answer is no. Uh, it's not dead. I uh, basically what the deal is for anybody who wants the female dating strategy stuff. Although I do owe, uh, I, and I will be doing one uh, soon, a new stream uh, soon. But um, basically, the live streams are open for everybody. If you want to watch the live streams, I post them. You can watch them. After the live stream's over, uh, it goes unlisted. And the audio uh, goes up on uh, Patreon. So if you want to listen to it, if you want to support the show, uh, five bucks a month, and you get access to the female dating strategy audio, the video for all the new ones, um, all these, all sorts of perks, but that's just one of them because I honestly hate fucking doing it and uh but we're gonna catch up soon because they're slacking uh i think they are kind of slacking or they're really slacking on youtube i i actually looked on spotify and um there's more episodes on spotify than youtube all right we got a call hello thanks for calling low value mail hello hey who am i speaking with you are on the show oh this is... oh cool uh this is kyle yeah i didn't think i'd get through so quickly oh well you got through kyle where are you calling from uh, I'm calling from Oregon right now. I'm about 20 minutes from the shithole that is Portland. Oh, okay. Um, nice. I've never I've never been to Portland. Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend. All Save right. your money. All right. Maybe one day. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I was calling because I had a great story about, you know that meme where it's like, oh, dude, they found my Twitter, and like they're like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay, well, I've actually lived it and uh i was in grad school trying to earn my doctorate in clinical psychology and uh someone found my twitter and it got me kicked out of my program what are you serious (laughs) your twitter was anonymous uh no (laughs) oh like you just had your name and face and stuff yeah i made it in 2013 when i was in like eighth grade Gotcha. And then just kind of periodically went on and off of it for a while. 
And when I moved to Oregon, it was actually one of, I moved here in 2020 to go to grad school, and it was one of the only things I could actually do during the lockdowns. Like, they had a 10 o'clock curfew for businesses to be shut down and people to be home, so there really wasn't much to do, and I was in grad school, so I had some free time on my hands, and yeah, I, I mean, I identify as, you know, I'm, I'm a Catholic, conservative, um, kind of right-leaning person. Okay. And so for me, you know, I went to, it's a, it was a Christian, it was a Quaker Christian school, um, here in Oregon. And so I went there thinking, you know, it's Oregon, but it's still kind of Christian roots. So hopefully they, uh, they still have some kind of conservatism left in them and how they handle themselves. And, and yeah, that was definitely. And why, <laughs> why did they find your the tweets? Case. And then also what were the tweets? Okay. Yeah. So the tweets, that's, yeah, that's, that's a whole other side of things. So. First off, um, I, I'm in, I was in something what's called a practicum. So basically, you pay to work for free doing actual clinical psychology work. And so I was working with people who had like severe, severe OCD, like couldn't leave the house of your OCD. And so we were doing like Zoom stuff. And um, I worked for them Monday, Tuesday. I was in class Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so um, someone from, and they never told me who it was. Um, Someone from that practicum site, because it's a business in and of itself, um, that's outside of the school, and they presented the the tweets to them, and they were like, "Yeah, like how could you hire someone who's you know who's like this?" Um, oh, so terrible cr- person. So, um, uh, right. So I'm in a meeting, and this is right after this was 2022, right after Thanksgiving break, when everyone kind of comes back to that Monday, a little hungover from the weekend, and. Um, and I'm in a meeting, and we're, the meeting, you're kind of walking through what you're going to do with the clients, and um, I'm presenting on what I'm going to do, and I get a message from my supervisor. He's like, hey, can you, uh, and all this is through Zoom. He's like, hey, can you come to my private, you know, chat thing? And I'm like, yeah, sure, uh, fine, thinking he's going to talk to me about a client. Yeah. And basically goes through the whole, we found your Twitter, and you're no longer working for us. You're suspended immediately. Um, we're sending all of this to your school. Your school's going to handle it. Um, you are no longer affiliated with us. And then I found this out later. They proceeded to send out an email to everyone that worked at that company, including there was three other classmates of mine who were also working there, um, that I was fired for, uh, discrimination. Um, all right. Well, all right. All right. So what were the, what were the tweets here? Everybody wants to know. What were the, okay. Okay. All right. Is, is your Twitter oh, still up? So, uh, Oh God, no! I deleted that thing. <laughs> right. uh, I deleted it the second that meeting ended, and then I called my school. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it ranged from anywhere of just you know throwing out whatever dumb thoughts came to mind as I'm sitting on the couch having a beer. Yeah. Um, to you know political discussions to you know downright trollery. So okay. it was a huge mix of a bunch of stuff. But what was the thing um, that they and, said and that so, you got, like, was there, did you drop any end bombs? Was there okay, racism? So, was there anti-Semitism? So they were saying that it was anti-LGBTQ um, stuff, which, you know, it's 2023, so that's just kind of par for the course. Yeah, well, I imagine that uh, healthcare for, like, profession, <laughs> that's like, you know, you probably can't, like... Over, oh, overtly yeah, no, I, be and, saying that stuff as opposed to like you know I guess maybe other professions where it's, it's right. less 
less important. Exactly, yeah. And so, like, I don't, I don't have any, you know, there's, there's no, like, my life has totally been derailed. I mean, I, I have a job, and, you know, I, I, my girlfriend's still with me, and <laughs> life, I'm sitting next to her dog right now. We're in the car waiting for some food. Um, so, but, and you got kicked out yeah, of your actual school or no? Yeah, yeah, I got kicked out of the program. You got kicked um, out of the program, but then and, you were at a, sc- a different school, though, right? They said they were, the school was going to deal with it. Did no, they kick so you the pro- out? So the, progr- the program, yeah, so the practicum fired me. Yeah. And the program is my school. And they were basically like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is a big ordeal. Like, we're going to have to handle this internally. It went from like, oh, this is just an investigation. We have your back to a meeting that I had with two professors where, and, and I was going to mention this earlier, they had a one inch uh, manila, manila envelope folder that was screenshots. There was three screenshots on each page. The, the, the person who got them cropped each tweet that they found it offensive and then put them on a Microsoft Word document and printed them out. And there was a whole saved them all. And it was envelope them full of There's offensive tweets. There's a whole envelope that they, that they, that that they hand me and they go read they, and and before too they're like trying to they're they're playing this bullshit game of like so do you have social media and I'm like well as a matter of fact I do I do have social media what what social media do you normally traffic on and I'm like okay I I was in trouble in middle school like I know what you're doing right now right, right? Yeah. like this is just 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 let's let's be adults here and so I finally say you know I, I I'm vocal on Twitter and that's probably the only social media platform that I was actually vocal on. And um, they were like, okay, well, you know, is this you? And I'm like, oh, yep, that, that is me. And they're like, okay, well, you know, how do you, how do you think people would take this if they were reading it? And I go, well, I think it would depend on the person. You know, I, I could talk to a variety of different people and they would have a different take on it. So I, I, I don't really know what you yeah. mean. Did you put and in your bio me, like, that like retweets are not endorsements to basically that, that thing? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like, it, it just, for me, it was like, it was just a lot, of, a lot of hoopla, but like for one of them, they, they had, um, um, I, I talked to a, a young man at a bar one night and he had talked about how he was so afraid of what's happened with the hashtag me too movement that he's just completely abstained from dating period. Like he's petrified. Of, and he, he was a, a 19 years old, a good looking kid, athletic. And I was like, like, so you're petrified of dating because you'd be a few, you you'd be in such fear of uh, being accused of, of sexual assault that it just takes you out of the dating pool completely. And he's like, yeah. So I go on Twitter and I say, you know, um, I just saw the effects of the hashtag Me Too movement on young men, and it breaks my heart. Yeah. Right. So that might be just an example. One of the random thoughts. <laughs> a I little have. vague too. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, yeah, I, I was like, why? Why is this even here? This now, is, what is it? What are you even? Why is a concern. I'm going to say I think I and know then, the answer to this question, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. But h- how many followers did you have on Twitter? Oh, dude, I have like 700. I didn't have any. Yeah, not that many. And I imagine you had like like you basically I, I can't imagine that there was literally any benefit to you from doing this. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Other than the fact that I I just got to troll people. Yeah, and, well, I mean, I and, guess if you're trolling and, uh, in the commenting, a, but yeah, like I guess well, if it's and like, for me too, like I'm a I'm a really big political junkie, and so that was where I got you know not most of my news, but like yeah. leads for no, news, that's where I get all, I, I mean, I get a majority of my news for that. Right. All right. So uh, right. And so, so what now? So what now? 
people are calling yeah, uh, so, to say it's a little, uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. So what's the deal now? Okay. Definitely, yeah. So now um, I was doing behavior therapy with kids with autism before I went to school, after college. And so yeah. I just kind of went back to that. And so I'm working with kids who, I mean, these are kids that are so severely um, disabled by their autism that it's, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. Uh, I work with I work with one kid. He's, he's 6'5", 250 pounds, uh, 18 years old, and has the intellectual capacity, I would say, around like 11, 12. Okay. And I, we just hang out and we play hangman all day, dude. That's so, cool. And he doesn't he doesn't know how to get on Twitter. Oh, thankfully not. No. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. I guess that's a, that's a win there. <laughs> so I guess I guess it kind of worked out yeah. in, in the end. But yeah, crazy story. Um, thank you, no, Colin. No, not at all. I'm still putting off. I mean, it's a good cautionary tale for people. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for calling the show. Exactly. And that's why I called. All right. Appreciate all right, it. Have a good one. Take care. Um, I was honestly thinking about it because, uh, like, I know a lot of comics who have the this app that'll delete all your tweets that are older than a year. Because at some point you go like, me having a tweet up older than a year, there's absolutely zero upside. Like, literally zero upside to just keeping up old tweets. Potential downside is who knows? Uh, nobody, nobody knows. So, anyways, thanks very much uh, for all of you uh, currently hanging out uh, for open lines. Um, 26 more likes, and I will give away another Scroat membership on the, uh, the show. Uh, I'm not sure about if we're going to do an after show tonight, because I feel like this is kind of after showish vibe and maybe we will I, I don't know what do you guys what do you guys think you can almost um you can let me know uh let's see what's going on in the, in the chat right now and again the phone lines are open um the goob says finally the bigot is off the phone and if you'd like to get one of these fancy wrenches beside your name uh so you can sign up for the patreon or join the channel and we shall make that happen for you so uh it's very exciting oh you know what there we go alex b you are now a standard moderator. Congratulations to Alex B. Uh, for the mod rights. Um, just catching up, seeing what's going on here in the chat. Um, people are... Stream is being loved and he doesn't want to do after show. No, I'm going to do the after show. Yeah, we're going to watch clips. I, I, I was, Part of me is like, is this too similar? But no, it's not. So we, we are going to do an after show, uh, as always, um, if you want to hang. I, uh, oh, darn it. I can't, I, I, you know what? I, I, yeah, whatever. I'll figure it out in the after show, but I, I made, uh, cause last week everybody was complaining that there was no music on the hold, the hold song or whatever. There was a, or not the hold song. There's like a hold screen while I kind of just in between shows. So, uh, I added, I made it today, but then I didn't upload it. So there'll be a moment where I have to upload it and it doesn't matter. Well, what, what, what do any of you care about? All right. The, the phone lines are open, everybody. Um, one eight, 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 nine, four, nine, two, nine, six, nine. That number is going to be changing too, because zoom has been making my life. So I signed up for this 800 number. Not, this is honestly, you can chalk this up to, uh, nobody gives a shit, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say it anyways, but anyway, so I, I got this 800 number from Zoom, which is a cool service. You can just get your own 800 number. I signed up the wrong way, so then they've been charging me per minute for every phone call that I receive. 
Uh, so then I got this bill for the last like two months, which is like way higher than what it's supposed to be. So then I call them and then you can't, they have no customer service. So it's all through email. I have, I'm not even exaggerating for over the last month. I have been trying to schedule a phone call with them and they, they'll email you back and forth. It's like they're purposely trying to frustrate you. So then it sounds like, because I can't get on the phone with someone to help me with this, that I'm just gonna have to cancel this number. And then the odds of me getting this number back are almost next to nothing. So, um, uh, great resource says, can you get Dan Margera on? Uh, unfortunately, Alex B says, sounds like a pretty low value move. Well done. Um, don't even pay the bill. The, that's not an option to not pay the bill, uh, to zoom because then they just will stop my service and then I will not, uh, I will not have a triple eight hundred, uh, 800 number. Um, you can't ban people with these standard mod things. Can you? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Iman Rasu says, I imagine Danny has Israel flag pillowcases. I do not have Israel flag uh, pillowcases. I've been to Israel before. It was, it was all right. Um, will I go back? Maybe. Maybe one day. It's nice beaches, I guess. Um, but no, I don't. But anyways, it's the the whole Zoom thing is is pissing me off. Um, I, I don't know if people really should care. But yeah. So anyways, we will be doing an after show at uh somewhere around the eleven o'clock mark. I have a song set up. I have. Uh, and by the way, shout out to everybody watching over on Rumble. I appreciate you all. And again, the phone lines are open. Open lines. Uh, I feel like this has been this has been uh, a pretty good show. So at least in the future, I know that if uh, if someone bails on us, uh, we'll be able to do this, and then all is fine. Because there was uh, I wasn't sure, you know. Sometimes you never know. I know some people like to watch, but they don't like to call in, and just that's uh, what. I, so, anyways, the great restart wants to be God mod. You will not be God mod. There's I don't even know if there's such a thing as God mod. Uh. Someone's saying, oh, charge back your credit card. I actually pay on PayPal. But even still, I don't want to do that because I want the 800 number. So if I charge back my credit card, if I were to do that, then when I went to go make a new 800 number, they would be like, we don't want your business. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. I just want the normal plan that I thought I signed up for. Hmm. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. <laughs> who's, who's speaking? What's up? Um, uh, this is young I'm coconut. Young coconut. Yeah. Cool. Where are you calling from, young coconut? <laughs> Pardon me. I said, where are you calling from? You sound like you might be masturbating, or, or you're just out of breath. No, I was just uh, lifting, you know, pumping iron. Oh, nice. Okay, I like that. I like that people will <laughs> exercise while watching the show. What? Uh, yeah, what... I was riding the stationary bike, and I'm like, and then you mentioned the music, and I'm like. I wonder if he remembers me because I sent you some music one time. What What was the music? It was refresh, like a, refresh my memory. You sent it random. You emailed it to me. Caught, it was like, yeah, it was like this. Uh, fuck, it was like when you were kind of debating what theme song to have. Oh, so this is like at the like, very beginning. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm searching yeah, the email like right now ago. for Young Coconut. Yeah, it's not like you'd remember. Um. Uh, oh, detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D Timberwolf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That that I do remember. Okay. You had uh didn't you make something with Jordan Peterson or something? 
a song with, uh, with, that I had did, like, like a mix, uh, like a mix of Jordan something Jordan Peterson related. Yeah, here's the song. No, there was like a, there was like a, a guy with like a kind of coffee ad voice that did sort of a spoken word like a poem. Oh right, the low value kind of yeah, yeah, wave. Yeah, this the, I I have one song here that's called uh, AIDS Croc. That wasn't it, right? <laughs> yeah, I tried to send you AIDS Croc too because I'm you know I'm a musician and I'm like. You know, I just like was like I think Danny would like AIDS Croc, and I just sent it. I'm like, "Yo, here's AIDS Croc." <laughs> okay, should should we listen to AIDS Croc? So, man, you if you want to listen to AIDS Croc, it's like it might it might give you AIDS, but um, uh, I don't want to get AIDS. Um, well, just uh, speaking of AIDS, I mentally don't know if any, it might. Speaking of just, AIDS, I don't know if anybody. It'll caught be a, it. it'll just oh. be HIV. Mm. We were we were talking a lot about AIDS last night on. Uh, Legion of Skanks. I was I was on Legion of Skanks with uh, Martin Shkreli and uh, Shane Gillis. Oh, yeah. Shane Gillis and Shane was not happy with oh, yeah. uh, Martin for jacking but up what? the price of AIDS drugs. Uh, oh, was, so there's like a bit of an AIDS scandal. There's a bit of a scandal. Yeah, I think the episode will be out. I'm trying to find um, how I can play this here. Um, media file. All right. No, see. I mean like I yeah I didn't call into like you know like try to simp for. Please, I just actually never no, called no, before, simp like, away, sir. <laughs> but if I if I if I must, I must, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, you know, I just haven't called in, so I'm like, yeah. I think the phone lines because you said phone lines are open. I'm like, I don't think anyone's calling right now, and I'm like, yeah, we had a lot of callers like, at the beginning, but slash exercising. Yeah, so it's um, pardon. Yeah, we had a lot of callers at the beginning, but so I found Joe during the show. People aren't hearing AIDS crop. Let's hope not. Blaring. Um, <laughs> but uh, I found through doing this show that when there was more of like a topic, it was like the, the more callers and kind of better callers. But whatever. Open lines are fine to do from, oh, yeah. from time to time. Um, I will try and play AIDS crop, even though I could not hear it. So yeah, uh, I don't know if it'll well, work. Well, I was just going to ask, did you have a guest? I just totally missed the guest. Yes, I was supposed to have um, this evening on the show uh, Gordon from Those Conspiracy Guys podcast, which is like a pretty popular conspiracy podcast. There, uh, he's from right. Ireland, and he right. literally like at two hours before uh, the show, he's like, "I'm," he's like, "I'm feeling really sick," and uh, he had to bail. Oh, shit. So, not enough time for me to book a new guest. So, uh, yeah. What was, what was he going to talk about? Like, We're going to talk about Charles, idea? Charles Manson. He had a whole thing on Charles Manson <laughs> planned. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Charles Manson. And Sick. there was one other thing. I can't remember what it was. Charles Manson. Oh, and Oppenheimer. We're going to do some stuff on Oppenheimer, oh, nice. but anyways, he'll, he'll be back on. We're just rescheduling. It's not like a, it's not a cancellation. Yeah. And then also, so for people, uh, next week on low value mail, uh, I got the chemtrails guy actually. Uh, what, oh, are th- what, are your, what are your thoughts about chemtrails, Mr. Coconut? Um, well, I had a friend like maybe 10 years ago that was like, or 15 years ago even, he's like Mr. Chemtrails, this guy from where I live, like around KW yeah. in uh, Ontario, which is sort of close to where I think you Yeah, I used got, to live you grew up well, or whatever. Well, I, I grew up near KW, but I went to school at Guelph. Ryan and I both went to school at Guelph. Oh, did you? Yeah, yes. I thought you guys went to university there or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did. But uh, he was like Mr. Chemtrails going on about it forever and just being like, why doesn't anyone see and, uh, you know, that there's chemtrails? And basically everyone just stopped talking to him for like 10 years. And uh, 
yeah. in recent times, like post, he came back into fashion because he's like, everyone's like, maybe all these conspiracies are kind of true. So then now he's more popular, like he's a popular guy. Like he was getting uh, shunned by everyone he knew. And now he's got a whole new fan base. He's kind of come back. Kind of, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. See, the chemtrails one was the one where I never like everybody. Like I, it, it seemed like the just kooky conspiracy thing. But the guy coming on, uh, his name's Matt Landman. He's been on in the last right. 12 months. He was on Coast to Coast. Uh, okay, yeah. And he's like, uh, isn't, yeah, he's like an expert in chemtrails, I guess. He's like a big chemtrail guy. So, I mean, it wouldn't be a conspiracy coast show without, yeah, without Coast to Coast AM, the the radio show. But it wouldn't be, um, okay. wouldn't be a conspiracy show without one time having a chemtrails guy on. I just feel like it's just, it's just needed. Yeah, I think know? it's like, it's like a it's like a staple of the conspiracy realm, you know. It's like, such an OG conspiracy thing too, and I I honestly it's don't, OG. Yeah, and I know so like the thing is I know about a lot of these or not a lot of them, but some of the conspiracies like I know about them, but I don't really like know about them. So I like kind of bring yeah. these guys on; they can almost explain it to me. It's almost like I'm I'm learning. Yeah, about this stuff, <laughs> you just forget uh, alongside every. But I'm like learning about this stuff alongside everybody else, almost to a degree. Uh, so yeah. Anyways. Yeah, because the one you had on, like, uh, the, the the guy that was talking about, it was, like, a Flat Earth guy, I think. Flat Earth Dave, how, yeah. Yeah, Flat Earth Dave. Yeah, that whole thing. And, like, I was, like, not aware of how, because I've looked at some of these, like, JPEGs of the maps, you know, like, where it's, like, there's where we live, and then it goes out, like, there's, like, a huge map with, like, you know, 50 different Earths on it. Yeah. Have you seen those? Or uh, I well, yeah, they think that there's like it's all islands. Like if like if there's like an ice wall, essentially like around the Earth, and then <laughs> once you get past it, there's like like almost like an archipelago or some sort of thing where there's just lots of ice yeah, there. yeah. So yeah, I've seen uh, those those pictures, and it's I find it interesting that like someone is like I guess if he's cashing in on it or he's like he's oh he's really he's cleaning he's it, he's cleaning up. I, uh, oops. <laughs> He, yeah, he's he wants uh, to be the guy that knows about all the, the well. He, he, it's like the, just he the has maps, an app. Like, he has an app. Yeah, he has an app with a hundred thousand paid subscribers on it. So he's like legit. Yeah, he, he's making. Yeah, because like I have this just as this sort of a random segue. Like I have this Redbubble account, which okay. has like nothing but like uh, pilfered uh, content on it. Okay. It does okay. Like it's. I mean, people buy stuff from it all the time, but it's all just copyright infringing like stuff you sell copyright protected stuff like almost exclusively yeah okay i don't even know what redbubble is <laughs> redbubble is just some uh, merch store that like does like print on demand oh shit, you just and, sell uh, like shirts and like like clothing you mean yeah basically clothing is like stickers shirts oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah i actually just whatever. bought we were so a couple years ago we were or not a couple a couple episodes ago on the after show we were watching yeah. all this like canadian stuff old canadian shows and we watched yeah. Uh, have you ever seen that show, Hilarious House of Frightenstein? Uh, I Depends think you how, how old are you? On your... Yeah, I showed it anyways. And I bought I bought a shirt, a Hilarious House of Frightenstein shirt. Uh, from... <laughs> Off Redbubble? No, I think it was Tee Public or whatever. Same thing though, oh, right? Yeah, same thing. And content. then, um, yeah, 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 but it was legitimately like these people who I'm buying them from, they don't own this. They're, they're not no, for technically sure, like, allowed I have to like... do this. Yeah, like I have a section on like SCTV and those shirts sell pretty regularly, like, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, that's, it's, SCTV, I guess it's I... slightly similar to, not that similar, but it's like how the Grateful Dead, like, 
they actually encourage people to <laughs> just make their own shirts and stuff and they they won't get in the way of it like yeah. they're, they're, like there's some people who have like huge businesses and all they do is they just sell grateful dead merch and grateful dead's like fine with yeah, it yeah i mean that would be a a good one yeah for sure cuz it's like it's just a style of art right it's like a there's like a style to it yeah yeah exactly so um anyway yeah. sorry well cool Th- thanks for calling in uh, yeah, man. Take yeah, I'll see if I can play AIDS please. Croc. Oh, please do. All right, all right let it. In. All right, back. Young Coconut, everyone. Young Coconut. Uh, I have so many voicemails. Should I play the voicemails? So many voicemails. Mm. Oh, some they're old though. I should just delete them all. They're yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any recent voicemails. Um. Someone says, Danny, I would love to call in and complain about stuff. All right. I'll uh, go for it. Our word, it says parody. In response to the shirt, I don't think it's parody. I, like, I oh, you guys hear the music? It hasn't actually been playing the music, has it? It's Croc? I, I tried to. Did you guys hear Age Croc playing the whole time? Yes, Naomi. So Naomi says, "So do you, Danny? The All Flimits logo is no fear." But yes, but I uh, that is actually cu- protected under satire or parody or whatever because I transformed it into something else. This hilarious House of Frightenstein is they just made merch and like like uh, like there there's no fear would never have uh, be able to have like a lawsuit against me because it's transformative. Whereas uh, this is just nobody's making merch for hilarious house of Frankenstein. So some people are like, you know what? It must be the tiniest, tiniest niche of people who want to buy these things. And someone just kind of stepped into, to do that. But, Oh yeah, you did hear it for 10 seconds. So that's weird. Cause I could not hear it, uh, at all. Um, yeah, I couldn't hear it. I saw it playing though. Like I saw the thing playing. Do we want to listen to a young, uh, I guess there's no point of playing it though. If I can't hear it. Right. That seems kind of stupid. Maybe we'll do it in the after show. Um, and again, the after show is going to start at 11 o'clock. If you want to sign up, uh, become a patron or a channel, uh, join the channel. By the way, at 150 likes, are we there yet? Oh, three likes away. I'm going to give away a scrote membership. $5 value. Wow. Wow. $5 in your pocket. Cannot be converted to cash. Uh, so don't try to do that. But. Um, hit that like button and uh, alright we got another caller here hello thanks for calling low value mail Danny what's up it's uh we'll, we'll go with Kelly Kelly how you doing sir you know I was good but uh, I mentioned in the chat I want to call in and complain yep so I like audiobooks. Uh, I know that makes me like uh, a bug man or whatever. I like audiobooks too. Got... You think that makes you more of a bug man than reading, like paper? Well, the thing is, I read the book and then I have the audiobook like one or two chapters behind while I sleep. But so you so you read the book. Is... Wait, wait. So you read the book. Like, so you'll start reading, say, yeah. a book. You'll read the first two chapters of it, that's the first thing you do. You read two chapters of the book. And then when you go to bed that night, you put on those two chapters to listen to as you sleep. It's like to subliminally. No, no, it's, it's more like I just set a sleep timer for half hour. And then it's, uh, it's kind of nice to hear how the reader 
like narrates it, it's yeah. different than you would probably go through in your head. Okay. I actually, one time I heard someone on a podcast say, and I tried to do it where I got an audio book and then I had the physical book. And then I was just trying to read as I heard the person basically like I had the book as they were reading the book, but then the, I guess the versions of books change and it was not the right version. So then at one point you're like, Oh, this is a different book now. Uh, it was pretty annoying. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do that where they'll take out a few words, but I find when I do that, I end up reading ahead. That's why I have this system. Mm, okay. But the, the reason I'm calling in, cause like I'm reading this series, it's got 11 books in it. And it's separated into like three separate series within the series, like Star Wars, how there's the prequels, the regular, and the sequels. Okay. But uh, for the final segment of this series, they changed the fucking narrator. Like, I was just like starting to get over the fact that this guy's got like a southern accent. And I'm like, you know what? This George Goodell guy, he's really good. I really like him. Finally, I go up, I'm about to download the next one in the series because I'm about to buy the book. Yeah, I realize it's got a different uh, narrator, and he sounds completely different. And I'm like, it, it pissed me the fuck off. Um, is uh, did he die? No, he's still alive. Apparently, he's still recording books. He just didn't want to do York. this one book. He didn't want to do the last four in like an eleven part series, but. When you do one through eight or whatever, you think you, you kind of have a commitment. Is he, is he the author of the book or is he just the guy they hired to read? He's them? not the author. No, he's just, he's like a really prolific guy. It's George Goodell. He won an award for like most audio narrator books. So he's a, that's what he does professionally. But, he's professionally narrates yeah. audio books. George Goodell? George Goodell. How do you spell that? Like Goodell? Like, uh, like, I'll like, copy and paste it. Uh, G-U-I-D-A-L-L. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. No, he's listed as a narrator. Like, his job is narrator. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so that's what he does. So so that's a contract dispute. That's like, the, he probably wanted more a certain amount of money, and they're just like, yeah, we don't want to do that for these last ones. So um, I feel like uh, not to, not to um, you know take his side but i think that's maybe what happened there i mean but it's like insult to injury danny all these other books cost like 12.99 canadian but the last four in the series are 24.99 Oof, it's, it's, the infla the it's, it's the inflation right there and they didn't even get him no you know right it's Sounds like I'm talking it's to Jordan. Jordan That's Peter. what it is. Are you from near where Jordan Peterson's from? Right, I'm going to hold on a second. I just want to know. Uh, I, I am from Alberta. I am from Alberta. Are you from where? He's a bit where? farther north than I am. Oh, okay. I'm from Edmonton. You're from Edmonton. Okay. Because there was a second there where he was like, man, you sound exactly like Jordan Peterson. Have you ever got that before? Uh, it's just when we get pissed off. <laughs> it says actually he's born in Edmonton. No. Said he was born in Edmonton. Yeah. I, I think he like grew up mostly near like Lethbridge or something though. Okay. For some most of his time, uh, fair view. I, I will admit I did read the first half of his book, but didn't finish that one. Oh, okay. Once he got to cleaning his room, like, come on, Matt. how yeah, many yeah. times can I pet a cat? Yeah, I mean, you just got to clean your room, though. It sounds like you got a probably messy ass room. Mm, fair point. <laughs> anyway, that's all I wanted. All right, thanks, thanks for your, thanks for your venting. Appreciate you. Take care, man. All right. Uh, all right. We got uh, 
a good show tonight, actually. Thanks, thanks everybody for uh, joining in. Um, we are going to be starting the after show at eleven o'clock. There will be a priority phone number for the patrons. Uh, it won't be this eight hundred number uh, if you want to call in. So, but the stream will continue. So, if if you don't want to. Uh, join up on any of that stuff you do not have to you can still keep watching the show we're gonna watch some videos uh if you have the gear beside your name you can drop links um you're able to drop links with that so that's uh if you want to do that um you gotta become a patron or something and then and then you also have to message me uh like dm me so that i can make you uh give you the link uh, thingy, and then you get you get all sorts of stuff. Honestly, I, I'm it's I, I'm so crazy. I'm giving away all this stuff. I must be a an absolute uh, lunatic. All right, we got one more caller, and then we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Hello, last call of the night. Who am I speaking with? Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, good, good. Who am I speaking with? This is Charlie from Florida. How's it going? Charlie from Florida. How you doing, sir? Good, man. Um, <clears throat> I just had a couple questions about like what. I wanted to ask your opinion about certain things about, I know you were talking before about the, like the state of the, the comedy business and stuff yes, like that. Sure. Um, so like, like I like you, I like you guys. I like you and Ryan and like JP Sears and Brent Pella, those guys, yep. uh, Trevor Wallace, those, those guys. I noticed that a lot of, <clears throat> and I heard Ryan talk about this once too, like how it's, the atmosphere now is very good for doing doing stuff on your own, kind of building your own um, your own site, your own business, basically, like like with a podcast, with doing sketches online, that kind of thing, yeah. editing them, putting them in. Uh, where do you see it going? Do you see like if <clears throat> like you guys are getting really big, and like all those guys, if, if it starts getting to the point where people are doing it on their own and getting very very uh, getting a big audience. Yeah. Um, do you think like, eventually what's going to happen, you're going to see like a swing in the other direction where like companies like Netflix or comedy central or those type, you know, companies are going to start saying, taking notice and being like, wow, you know, these guys are doing it like totally independent. Like, but we kind of want to invest in it now. We want to, yeah. like, get- I mean, I think so to a degree, like you would think at some point they're still just businesses. And I mean, if, yeah, like I would think at some point they would be like, look, these people have like a built-in audience and it does make, I mean, today, like Andrew Schultz announced that he's he's playing a show in September in Toronto where literally like the Toronto Raptors play, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, 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 he's, he's, he's going to be a big show, but um I mean, I think so. Like, I, I, I think so. I, I mean, I imagine some some people will will become kind of too big to like where it's not worth it, where they'll be like, you know what? I don't want the hassle. And, you know, I'm sure some people like someone like JP Sears, if he went to Netflix, some of his supporters would be like might not follow him over there and they might not be too happy about him doing something on Netflix. Right. But Netflix is still one of the biggest games in town. Like, you know, if you have a pretty popular show, like it, it's it's probably going to do better on Netflix than, than any other platform, but I don't know. I've been expecting this pendulum to swing back for a while and it hasn't. So it is hard to say, but I would guess at some point, yeah, they they like, like you think Netflix at some point would be like, yeah, we would like some of the, you know, top comedy people to be making stuff for us. 
Right. And what do you want to do? Do you want to just do, do you want to do stand up and like write shows and screenplays or you just want, you want to act too? Or, uh, me, I, yeah, I like to do all that stuff. Uh, uh personally, like I, I'm, yeah. I, I like doing sketches. I like writing, you know, Ryan and I wrote a screenplay. Uh, yeah, all, all that stuff. I mean, the, I, I go, when I started, I was like, I loved movies, you know, I mean, I do love movies, but it, it seems like the way people watch movies is, is changing to a degree, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Any, any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, um, I'm a big fan of like, uh, kids in the hall, Monty Python, that kind of shit. I'm like, I'm your guy's age basically. But oh, okay. like, I, I, I like, um, <clears throat> I think like, you know, I, do you think that type of sketch comedy type thing, like kids in the hall, especially would come back? I mean, I think you should of? leave. I think you should leave. I haven't got a chance to watch the new season, but I hear it's amazing. But like that show is, is amazing. Like it's on Netflix. It kids- is like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like th- that shows as you know. I don't want to say as good as Kids in the Hall, but probably is good. But um, there used to just be tons of sketch comedy shows, and that's like I can't even. That's the only one I can even think of that exists right now. Is I think you should leave. I, I don't know any others really. So that's like maybe the main difference is like there should be more than one sketch comedy show, but they just like every time they bring them back, they just eat shit. I guess SNL. Sorry. SNL. Yeah, right. But I mean, they sure. just eat shit. So, uh, other than I think you should leave. So, and I don't know. I think sketch comedy shows are maybe kind of expensive to make. I don't. I don't really yeah. know. I don't really know. But well, um, you guys kind of do a little bit of sketch. I mean, that, what you do? I mean, is we literally sketch. no. We literally do sketch comedy. Uh, that's that's yeah. sp- specifically what we do. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I'm sure we would make a great sketch comedy show, but just like nobody wants to give one to us, so that's that's kind of how that is, you know. I, I kind of feel like eventually they'll be like, eventually they're going to be to a, at a point where like they're going to be tired of like just doing things for the sake of like making a point or sending some sort of a stupid message along with it, and like just <laughs> be like, okay, we just want to make stuff that's funny because that's what people want. Now. Yeah, want I think like a lot of the people who work at these places though want to send the message too. They want they want there to be more than just something funny for the right. sake of it. But I mean, there's no message, and I think you can leave. So or whatever I thought of, whatever it's called, I can't even remember. Um, all right, I, I gotta let you go. We're gonna fire up the uh, after show soon, but appreciate you right. uh, calling right. in. Thanks, dog. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, all right, all right, everybody. That has been the main show. Stick around. I will be back at 11 p.m. A shout out to the Goob actually, who was just gifted another membership. Uh, I'll be back at 11 p.m. Uh, with the after show, the normal after show that we normally do. Uh, I I will be back. We'll be doing it. I will maybe give away another membership in the after show. I don't know. So stick around. We'll see. But uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much, everybody, for calling in on the first uh, true Open Lines Anything Goes episode. Uh, Shout out to everybody watching over on Rumble as well. And if you're watching anywhere else uh, besides Rumble and YouTube, really, what are you doing with your life? Uh, I can't imagine why you'd be doing that. But you do you. Uh, and, uh, yeah. All right. We will see you, see you back here, uh, shortly. And if you want to gain all full access to the after show, blah, 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 sign up for the Patreon, all that stuff. All right. We'll see you back here, uh, very shortly.